Hey guys, it's Emma. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. As always, we appreciate you so much. Please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. And yeah, we just appreciate you guys so much. Before the episode, I just want to plug a couple dates. I'm going to start with Mateo's because I'm a gentleman. Mateo is going to be in Denver at Comedy Works, February 27th through 29th. Phoenix, March 5th through 8th. Chicago, March 20th and 21st. Burlington, Vermont, March 26th through 28th. And I, Emma, this weekend, as in Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, I'm going to be in um, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana at the Helium Comedy Club on the 14th and the 15th. One show on the 14th, two shows on the 15th. Come out, hang out, meet and greet for free after every show. And on the 16th, I'm going to be at the Helium in St. Louis at 7 o'clock. That's the 16th Helium, St. Louis, 7 o'clock. I'll be with my um, friend Justin Hoff, super funny guy, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for being here. Bye. Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Okay, recording. Yeah. It's so funny is like we're just like sitting and gossiping. I know like we were gossiping, guys. 15 minutes before we, didn't we get on the phone. But it would have been gossip. Yeah, well, everyone likes. I, I, I'd listen to gossip even if I didn't know the people that were being gossiped about. I can oh, get that's into how the I was gossip. raised. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised listening to a bunch of women sitting or all these Italian women gossiping about people I don't know, but they're so dramatic and yes. so like. It, it looks it's it's like a telenovela the way they're describing th- like especially my my grandma when she gossips it's like ooh, it th- you don't know who these people are and you're like ooh go on tell me <laughs> yes. more grandma this was I told Matteo this the other day I was with this woman who was Italian that said something I thought was really funny where she said that she said when she's with her family you never want to be the last person to leave the room because and she's Italian and she was like because. Everyone's just talking about what's going wrong in the other one's lives, and she's like, "So once you leave, you you just know you're the you're up next to bat." Oh yeah. Well, here's a, this is an Italian family. The, what makes me laugh so hard is like anytime you think for a split fucking second that you've held a secret and that right. no one else. We all know. There's nothing you've done, you've said, you we everyone knows from grandma all the way down to the last cousin. We all know. Which is so the opposite of wasp culture. Okay, this is... I'm going to tell you something that's about to make your head explode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Please hope this is about your mother. It it's my mo- involves my mom's family. So, <clears throat> so at, I think... I forget whose funeral it was, but one of my... I have, like, a lot of uncles because we call mm. first... Oh, no, this is the reason I have a lot of uncles because my grandmother married my grandfather's brother when they were in their 70s. So all Wait, my... Wait, what? Yeah, and this isn't even the weird part. So all my first cousins... <laughs> I love how you glossed over that like that was... What? All my, so when Wait, my, back up. Your grandma married a guy. He died, I'm guessing. Yeah. And then married his brother. Yes. Wow, they just had an episode about that on the Gold... Just. I was watching an episode of the Golden Girls, and they were there was an episode where Blanche did that with her ex-husband, like almost married her ex-husband's brother. That was, and I think Law and Order Special Victims Unit has done a couple of, couple. I mean, how fucking, I mean, that's not fucked up. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it feels familiar, right? But like. Well, that, that's exactly uh. what they said. Because, well, I thought, I remember when I was little, everyone was like, it's not weird. And then as we got older, we were like, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I don't know. That just, maybe, maybe they were in their like late 70s. Like they were definitely older. So everyone was like, it's a companion thing. And I was like, yeah, but I bet they had sex too. And everyone's like, come on. So. Well, 
<laughs> you know, it is weird though. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, it is, I think it's pretty bizarre. Um, look, it's weird. It's, it's a little weird, but then I bet you if you sat down and talked to them, like it makes sense. Yeah, but that's also like and I don't how, think it's that I don't think it's that unhurt. I don't think it's that unheard. It, of. It's not that unheard of. And also they were older and like there was obviously no it was like and you know what, you just want the people to be happy too. But mm. if I were the dead person and I were to resurrect miraculously, I'd be like were you guys bitch. like yeah, I'd be like yeah, I'd be like were you guys making you eyes at each other? Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the fuck kind of like, fucked up bullshit is this and they'd be like um you just resurrected from the dead i believe this is the fucked up bullshit yeah right and they'd be like no nah, we'll get to that in a minute yeah uh, yeah do you know how I, much work i had to do to crawl out of hell to confront you <laughs> about this shit and they'd be like is this your one wish you fucking moron to crawl up and confront us when you could have like come back to life forever and then i'd be like fuck and then i'd just evaporate <laughs> what would your mom say if she saw zombie? Like if she was in zomb, like locked in the house and zombies were there? <laughs> um, you're so good at like leading like scenarios for my. But I want to know, like, know. let's say like a okay, zombie situation think. happened. For some reason, you're at home in Boston. Okay, it's you and your mom, and you've boarded up the windows, you've boarded up the the doors, and you have one shotgun to save yourself. I think that she would probably, I think she'd be freaking out, but I think she'd be like, I, I think she'd be, she'd be like, is this real? Is this really happening? Like, this is, wait, you guys saw zombies out there too. Like, I don't know about this. I'm just going to shoot myself. I don't want to, I'm going to shoot myself and then, and then, and then you can feed me to the zombies. At the end of the day, I'm a mother first. Or something like that. (laughs) At the end of the day, I'm a mother first. That poor woman, and we'd be like, all right, like, I don't know if that's going to actually... <laughs> Either that or she'd... Sh- I don't know what... She, she, <coughs> she, like, doesn't handle stress well, so I don't see her... My mother would try cooking for the zombies. Oh, yeah, like, maybe she can make them be our friend or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that... I, I think my mom would just get so stressed out. Because she, she doesn't handle... She's not good at handling stress. She gets overwhelmed so easily. <laughs> I mean, I get overwhelmed too. No, so I, like sy- I sympathize with your mother on that. No, I get overwhelmed too, but like not like this. Like no, but also you. Well, to be fair, if like st- like if zombies are coming, fair. that's stressful. You're right, but also you can you juggle like a lot of different things. Like she she gets flustered. Her her bar for getting flustered is much lower than what I've witnessed <laughs> would be your bar. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah, like she'd be like, I gotta pick up your uncle and I got book club and then I gotta go to Guatemala and I just don't know what I'm gonna get when they die. Like, <laughs> like, you can't go to your book club, there's zombies outside. Right, exactly. You'd be like, you know, it's gonna be. So, one of my mom's first cousins, this is an example of people keeping a secret, I guess, because this was like crazy. One of my mom's cousins were at a funeral and he pops up and he introduces his daughter, which none of us knew about, and she was in her like, like 40s 30s or 40s and it really was someone really had like no one knew about it like i guess he had slept with his his best friend who was a woman and then she got pregnant and then told her husband that it was his kid and then they raised them and the deal was he would never tell that it was actually his kid and then when she turned 30 he told her which was an asshole move on his part because then you know what i'm saying like it was like you didn't have to raise her you didn't have to do any of the stuff and then you just did that but she's absolutely wonderful, and I'm so glad to have her in the family. 
But that is an example of like a secret where it's like, wow, like, but no one knew that. So like, there's no one. And, and this is the other weird part. Once it happened, no one talked about it after that either. Then no one talked about nope. it. It would just be like, okay, I guess that's how it is. Like there was like no, like no one talked about it. It was just, we just had a new cousin and it was like. So that's the thing is like, you guys just don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. And I remember being like, well, like, is this okay with like the guy who thought it was his kid? Like, and I guess they were clearly really pissed. (laughs) Like, and then I was like, and she's, she's like very like well adjusted and, you know, normal. So, but I, but no one, like even afterwards, we didn't really talk about it. Isn't that crazy? Well, but do you talk about it, like, at least with each other? Like, do you gossip no. about it with each other? No, no, Come no, on. no gossip about it. So you don't talk to your mom about it? No. I mean, what? look, I've tried, but it's not, nope, they don't really. Like, what does she say if you're like, ma, what, like, you know. This... She'll be like, well, I guess that was his decision. And then I'll and be that's like. The, and that's that. Yeah, and then I want to, I'm like, this is juicy enough for, like, months of gossip. Like, we should all be able to, like. We should never run out and of And that's the best part. When someone has new gossip, it's like, uh, ooh. Like, like, I get, like, if someone, like, usually chills. my cousin Kelly is the best. Like, she'll know first <laughs> some kind of gossip about someone in the family. And so she'll come to me. Either Kelly or my grandma know the gossip. My grandma knows. How does knows Kelly it. get the gossip? Kelly gets the gossip, I think, either through my grandma or my aunt Cindy. But a lot of people, like, Kelly somehow knows... Kelly, I would say Kelly's the one to go to. My Aunt Cindy, too, but my Aunt Cindy's actually very good at, like, keeping secrets if they need mm, to be kept. Like, I would right. trust my Aunt Cindy with my life. Like, if I had to tell her... And my mom, too, but, like, my Aunt Cindy, I know like... I what you mean. And I my mom even said, like... If, being very oh, good she, at keeping secrets. Yes, she's very good at keeping secrets. My Aunt Lisa knows a lot of the gossip because she talks to my grandma the most. Like, they're on the phone all day, every day together. How does your grandma get the gossip? Uh, she's the matriarch. Everyone from cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, they all, it all has to go through my grandma. Hmm. So. It's, it's just so funny how different, like, Italian and waspy, like, like, cultures are, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, you, you would think, like, the way, like, the way we grew up, like, no, I knew that my real, my blood grandfather was Mexican. I knew that he had another family. I knew wow. that, like, I knew all this stuff. See, that but, wouldn't have been talked about. Well, the thing is, like, for years they were like, well, we don't talk to grandma about it. Because to be fair, like, it was a very, you know, my grandma was 18 when she got married to this guy. I and mean, they were in love. And, subject, yeah. And, yeah, and he was, like, you know, having another family. And she, like... <sighs> She had to send my mom and her sisters to my to her parents to live with them, so she could try and make money to keep things alive. It, could, just in the nineteen fifties, I know. You imagine, the, I mean, and having a kid. Like, I mean, I'm like literally like having a dog right now, and I'm like, you know, it's like every morning, right away, he has to go out, and then like, and like that's the only thing you gotta just gotta take him out, you gotta walk him, you gotta feed him, you gotta like love him, and then everything on that's like extra. And, but right, but even that sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I gotta take him out. So could and you imagine having too, a kid? I kids. She had five with him. Shout out to closeteers with kids. That you got my. I am impressed. It's, I know, but you know, and the, what's funny is she, when she went to the priest. She's a good Catholic Italian girl, and she thought I'll go to the priest. And what the priest said: have more kids with him. That'll that'll solve the problem. So of course she kept having kids with him, and then finally she divorced him when she knew that he had another family and stuff. So we for years Wait, it was what like. What was his that logic? Was, do you think? Like that that the he, priest? Yeah. Oh, he's a fucking Catholic piece of shit. 
That was their answer to everything. He was are probably you- a child molester and he's a, he's a piece of shit. Are you allowed to... If you say that, if you say that is that, like, bad? Like, like is that bad to say that, like, um, you get in trouble? To For like, who? I don't know. Like, Jesus? From the Catholic police? I don't know. I like, think like, Jesus is more worried about the kids being molested and the, and the Catholic government uh, okay, totally hiding agree with that. it than right. me pointing out that they're pieces of shit. And also, totally you know, when a woman's coming to you and saying, my husband's cheating on me, what do I do? And they say, have more kids with him. That's crazy. You're a piece of shit. I agree. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's just like, what? It's but like, she, it's she was the one person we were like, Okay, everyone, I mean, I've always known about, like, that the Mexican side of my family and uh, growing up and what that was and my Sicilian grandfather who adopted my mom and her sisters. But we never talked about that with my grandma. But as an adult, I realized it wasn't my grandma who had a problem with talking about it. It was my grandpa, because he hated this guy so much, my Mexican Uh. grandfather, that my grandma, to protect his feelings, didn't want to talk about it in front of him. And lately, my grandma's been, when he's gone, when my grandpa, my Sicilian grandpa, when he, like, is in another room or something, my grandma will talk about it. That's so interesting. It's kind of jarring to listen to her talk about it, because for so long it was like, well, don't bring up to grandma about Jack, you know, Maldonado. And it's going to be I, a huge part of her life, so it's like she's, like, wanting to, like, process it, like, as she gets old. You know what I mean? Like, especially, right. like, you're probably trying to hold... I would imagine as you get older and, like, you're, like, replaying memories and, like, significant things in your life is probably, like, part of, like, processing that and also being, like, I want to get... See, that's one thing. Like, if... One thing that's great about having kids and, like, grandkids and all that, like, you... You're, like, able to, like... Like, you teach them, and then, like, they also, like, get a full feeling for the full spectrum of your life. You know what I mean? Well, the thing, I think, too, like, because my mom re... Like, when my mom and her sisters were in their 30s, they actually found their real father and met him. And he... Look, he was honest with them about everything, told them every single truth, didn't lie about a thing, apologized, and they slowly had a relationship with him again. And my grandma found out. Like, what did he have to say for himself? Just said I was young and stupid, and your your mother was the love of my life, and she was right to be mad, and she was right to divorce me, and I was an (laughs) asshole. And she was right to be uh, mad. And you know, my grandma found out about my mom and her sisters meeting him and they called her and said go meet him you have something to say to him get it off your chest my grandmother was so mad and called one day she came over to my aunt cindy's house and uh they they had it out and i understand my grandma was like i i don't want him to see how well i raised you i don't want him to see like all the good that i did like he doesn't deserve it you know, I, I, it just... It, I really look, understand that. I really understand I both too. sides of that. And, and, you know, and I understand my mom saying, look, this is... I understand, but my relationship with him is different than your relationship with him, and this is something I needed to do. Right. And, you know, and, and I realized... Three years ago, I did this Mexican TV show called Noches con Platanito, which is Nights of the Banana. It makes no sense. And the, the, the producers were really interested about my Mexican heritage. So, because I don't know everything i called my mom and my mom was like you know call your aunt cindy she'll remember more called my aunt cindy she was like call aunt debbie aunt (laughs) debbie remembers the most so i called my aunt debbie my aunt debbie did remember a lot like her grandparents from mexico and her aunts and uncles and like what that was like growing up 
you know, up until she was like 17 with a Mexican, you know, background. She said, call grandma. So I called grandma. I said, grandma, I want to talk to you about something, but I want to make sure pops, you know, my grandpa's not in the room. Okay. So I call I, and I asked her questions and she answered everything. Hmm. And I thought, okay, you know, like, like there's so much like taboo subjects you're not supposed to bring up within the family. I'm actually really happy in my lifetime. I was able to have those conversations with my grandma about did your, did that. He, did your grandmother and him ever, did she ever talk to him? No, never. See, I think what, what I would be the, see, I think something I would be the most, I mean, it's just so hard because it's like, that, that's, I, I really understand. I remember. I do too. I understand my mom's perspective, but I do understand my grandma's perspective. I understand her not, you know, how traumatic. I right. under, I understand her being like, fuck you. And, uh, and look, my grandpa, my Sicilian grandfather, who is my grandfather, Raised me, you know, it raised my mother, raised the family. He and my grandma did an amazing job raising those kids with love and fixing a broken home. And, uh, you know, so I, I understand her anger still. This is different. This is def- different, but I, it, it made me think of this. So my sister grew up with my mom and always had kind of like a contentious relationship with my dad, and like it was like always like really complicated. And my mom did, you know, like my mom did a lot of my mom. She lived with my mom, so my mom did the emotional work, and I think like paid for most everything that involved my sister. I mean, I'm sure my dad like contributed too, but like the majority of it was on my mom. Mm-hmm. So at my sister's wedding, when they were went to give the speeches, I remember my it was it was the night before the wedding. It was the rehearsal dinner, and my dad like killed it in his speech. My dad is a math since he's a math teacher, he's used to speaking in public. Mm-hmm. So and he was kind of like pacing, like he like paced. He, he it was a wireless mic, and he kind of like was like pacing and strutting. Doing like a Chris Rock stand-up? Exactly. That's what it made me think of. I was like, oh shit, like he's like Def jamming it right now. Like it was, and he's really funny. Like he's just like a funny guy. And I remember being really proud of him and also being like, wow, like that was really good. It was like, (laughs) it was beautiful. And and it was like sincere and totally appropriate, like all the things. And then I looked over at my mom And she's like, kind of like cooking, and like she's not good at public speaking. <laughs> I don't mean. I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Emma, it I don't is mean funny. To laugh. I'm sorry. No, please. So she's like, she. You see her like, like cooking, and then I don't. And then her speech was the next day, and I remember. I remember she was like, she, I could see her being like kind of upset, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's got to be like a bittersweet feeling. Like she's probably happy that he like gave that nice speech and was like recognized. But there's got to be some part of her that's like, I did the, like, more work. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then if you sit, and I remember, it was so funny. She was so worried about giving the speech at my sister's wedding. She got these books on, on giving wedding speeches. And I remember she was like, I remember she said to me, this is one of the funniest things. She goes, you know, the key is you got to get their attention in the first 30 seconds. <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, No. That's true if you're doing a comedy set or right. something. 
Or you're, you're on really... America's Got Talent. Exactly. I was like, this is, everybody is here for Katie's wedding. We are all here to support you. You don't have to get our attention. She's like, you get their, te- you gotta get their attention in the first 30 seconds. And then you need to, <laughs> you need to close strong. And I was like, who told you that? That, that book is not, that is not, a, no. Like, right, the goal is not to kill at your daughter's wedding. The goal uh-huh. is to say something meaningful within a good amount of time so you're not boring the audience. It's, I was like, you can kind of do no wrong here as long as you keep it to like three to five minutes. I was like, like, there's no, you don't need to get their attention in the first 30 seconds and close strong. Like, you're good. Right. You're not going to get booed, off the, booed out of the show or whatever you think is happening. I need to find whatever the hell wedding book she read because she was like practicing her opener, which I forget exactly what it was, but she was like going over her speech, going over her speech. And then when she went to give the speech, there was a problem with the microphone. So, Oh no. Yeah. And she didn't really realize it. Like it was like, you couldn't really hear and it was going like, and so she kind of like scuttled off. Like she was like, I'm Katie's mother. And and you couldn't really hear what she was saying. So she was like, like, I'm being sabotaged. Your yeah, father sabotaged yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, I bet that's what it felt like. He and did this. I, I bet that. The really microphone worked perfectly for him. He was strutting for God's sakes and right. for me. Right. And then I say hello and it turns off. That it was the then, Russians. That part they all hear. I hate Republicans. I'm like, Susan. <laughs> I, need a, I need a vodka gimlet now, please. <laughs> a vodka what? She loves vodka gimlets. Like, what the I don't fuck know, is a vodka gimlet? Fuck the fine owl. She, when she, a vodka she, gimlet. Let me look yeah, that up. It's got lime in it. When she, for my graduation party, she, we had a little catering service and they served vodka gimlets, which was very sweet of her. A but vodka gimlet. And then I did a wedding, I did a speech after my mom. So, you know, I've been on a microphone a lot, so I knew how to fix the mic. I just like banged the batteries. So they reset and then I like reset it and then I held it away from my face. And then the mic worked great for me, (laughs) but I was like, I just want to take a second. And I also slipped in some jokes, which was tacky. Of course. And I'm sure you know, people want to hear it. They do, and I really, I really handed up. Like, I really was coming up with it on the spot. I was like, you know, my sister and I have always been different. And then I was like, you know, actually, do a joke, do a joke. Like, so then right. after... But that's what they want. That's what they want. People are like, whoa. And then I, <laughs> I said to my mom, I said, you know, the reason people started talking when you were doing that is the mic wasn't working. And at this point, she's like... You know, having her gimlet, so she's fine. But I was like, <laughs> by the way, a gimlet—it's kind of intense drink. Oh, One part me. sweetened lime juice, and then four parts gin. <laughs> I mean, that's not—that's—it's what? Like that that's is literally—that's a, lot. That's so a dr- lot. It's gin. You're drinking gin. It's gin with lime juice. Like, well, no one said she wasn't. We gotta get, we gotta find, we gotta get. I, we some, gotta get your mom on the podcast. We gotta get your mom on the podcast. I mean, no, we gotta get, yeah, we gotta get your mom on too. We gotta. She's been on. True. But in person. Yeah, in person. I would like to have my mom and my Aunt Cindy together. Oh, I would love that. I, to get my mom on, here's what we would have to do. Now, I wouldn't, I'd wanna make it all like above ground, but we'd have to either, either, she, I'd have to like get her to New York and then like we, 
like plan out the day. I'd plan like, out the day with her and do it, it and like have our moms together. I bet she'd be into that. I wonder if she would get more confused then, though. She might not say anything then. Confused. But she might not well, say anything we could anything do an anyway. interview. We could do an interview with our moms. Be like, like you could interview my yes. mom, and uh, I could interview your mom, and we could ask questions about us as kids. Oh my god, Mateo, that would be so fun, and I think she would be more open to you doing it because with me, she'd be like, you know, she. I, I would you, love to interview your mom yeah. about you as a kid. I mean, I have questions. Oh, I would love. I would love. Yeah, that would be, or maybe if that would that would be the perfect way to do it because if I interview her, she gets kind of like frustrated with me sometimes. Like I remember one time we were like we were waiting for my sister. This is last year, and we had like an hour to kill. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I interview you in the car? And she's like, well, what about? And I was like, let me just ask you some questions. <laughs> what about? <laughs> and I, I think I actually... I want to talk to you about the Iraq war in 2000. <laughs> no, I want to ask you questions about me. Right. Well, actually, I was trying to ask a question about her. I was like, I forget what, exactly the stuff that I asked her. I have it on my phone somewhere. But it, it was interesting because it's funny what comes to your memory. Like, I remember she, she said she had this really vivid memory of playing tennis. and Of was, you playing tennis? Of her playing tennis when she was okay. little. Now, my mom's kind of short, and she had a, her sister, my aunt who passed away, was always, like, really tall and, like, very pretty. Mm-hmm. My mom's really cute, and pre- I think she, my mom's beautiful, but I think her sister got a lot more attention. And she mm-hmm. said she remembers playing tennis, and something, it was like they had to pick teams, and her dad had to pick which one to be on his team, and he picked her sister, and I think she, it's just interesting, like, when someone says something little like that, I'm like, oh, I bet that really had an I think that had an effect on her, like, always feeling, like, second place or, mm-hmm. you know. And then and that it, already happens, like, with brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, but it's the subconscious what, of, like, jealousy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting what kind of sticks out in your head because, I mean, maybe her sister probably didn't remember that at all. But. I do, I do feel lucky growing up. I mean, like, the bulk of, like, my growing up was with me and my, me and my brother and sister and then my four cousins, like, us seven were like the wolf pack and then my uncle michael but he's it's a whole thing but like so there's like eight of us but being eight all together like always every day all day like i did feel less pressure yeah because like there's so many of us and like we actually created our own sort of caste system amongst ourselves who got in trouble the most mike my cousin Mm. michael he got in trouble. My cousin Michael and my cousin Megan. Megan not in trouble, but she just argued a lot. Mm. She, and and, and uh, we had what we called good Megan, bad Megan. And when she was really little. And there's one, <laughs> there's one video. My uncle Mike got a camcorder and interviewed all of us individually on the couch. We're like three. Oh, that's and, fun. And uh, I should get that video to yeah, show that's everybody. Fun. And when they interviewed Megan, she obviously had just, just been bad megan and so she she's like mad pouty face and my uncle mike goes megan there's two parts to this so he goes megan where do you want to be when you grow up and she goes nothing (laughs) and then you hear my aunt cindy in the kitchen yell yeah and you're on your way there (laughs) (laughs) but so, so megan and mike got in trouble the most megan argued the most um my sister was my sister and Megan were kind of leaders. Your and sister then, looks great. You guys should follow Mateo's sister on Instagram because this is who helped Mateo get in shape in such good 
shape. And she's a professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. And she had a baby, like, six months ago? Uh, yes, in August. What? No, late July. I'm so bad with my... What is that, like... Girl, your guess is as good as <laughs> Whatever mine. it was, she is... You see how when someone's, like, that fit, and then they have a baby, and then their body, like, pop, pops back to being fit. Well, at, what's funny now is, like, she's very... Um, because she's a mom, you know, like, she's not, she's not, like, competing right now. Right. So, like, she just kind of shrank back to, like, her petite self. I mean, obviously her body looks incredible, but it's, like, she's just, like, this petite little Italian girl. She's and she's growing her hair out. Oh, really? She's growing her hair out. Mm-hmm. But she's still very, she's still very, like, she looks... Oh, like, she looks incredible. Just incredible. When someone, so, this, too, with, like exercise like that when you are like good to your body for that long then your body will like have your back when you're going through changes because Mm -hmm. it's like this this was i've really been realizing the power of like working out and on depression because there was it was like i was so depressed last week for a couple days like really more depressed than i've been in i can't even remember and i think because also i I have a theory but well because we talked about this yesterday i think you moved to la your life Look, the stability is one of the key things to making yes. someone feel grounded. Mm-hmm. And your life is, mine too, are always up in the air. So when you move, yeah. here's the thing. I don't think people realize how traumatic moving is subconsciously, but it is. Because everything that's normal to you is ripped from under your feet. You're in right. a new city. There's a new way of life. There's a new, even everything from like where you grocery shop. Like it, uh, totally. everything is new. Yep. And so your body is kind of going through trauma. And you know Like what? trying to adjust. And I think that you're, you're dealing with being in a new place. And because you're a comic and you're used to moving around. Exactly. You're, you're ignoring how you're actually feeling. And also because th- that's one thing. Because we move around so much. It takes a minute for me to realize when I'm moved. Because I'm moving mm-hmm. around so much anyway. So then mm-hmm. it, I think it was, yeah, I think it, and then I think also because in the past, you know, I've like drank a lot. So now I'm not drinking. So it's like if I feel depressed or something, it's like all my old coping skills, like what would it be? Like, I mean, I still have coping, the healthy coping skills would be call a friend, take a right. walk, whatever. But the right. unhealthy ones, take a I'm not walk. Doing, I don't fucking know. But that's the, but all the unhealthy ones, if I'm not doing them, then I'm just feeling depressed. And there was this day I was so depressed. And then what kept me from not drinking was I was like, oh, I have an exercise. I have like an appointment with it to, at the gym mm-hmm. like the next morning. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to make it till I get to that. I, I was like 10 minutes late and I was like, I hate my life because I was 10 minutes late. So this <laughs> is me not handling stress well. And then when I started right. working out. I started to feel so... I, I, I could put things in perspective so much quicker. Also, working out, besides, like, the chemical, like, part of that, like, releasing endorphins and, like, your body moving and just, like, feeling healthy, yep. it's also giving you direction. Yes, it's it purpose. is. It's purpose. Exactly. And having purpose is, the, I think, the biggest part of... Like, for me, people are like, oh, you work mm-hmm. out so much, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but it, it really gives me, like, it's it, purpose. I feel like mm-hmm. when I enter the gym... I know I just have one thing to work on and I have a goal and I'm going to meet that goal. And 
you know, when I go on the road, I, I guess I am very disciplined because you comments are. are like, what the fuck? Like, when I go on the road, I bring Tupperware with me. I get, I get to my hotel. I go to the grocery store. I buy pre-cooked chicken, frozen well, peas and broccoli and rice. And then I can just microwave my meals. And then I join a gym no matter where I am. Like, I Wait, was in Columbus. I jo- um, Usually, chicken, like, if I'm on the road. Frozen peas. Chi- like, grilled chicken. You can buy pre-cut grilled chicken. Right. So you just throw it into the Tupperware. Rice, um, like minute rice, and then like some type of green. So whether that's like peas or green beans or broccoli or something. And then a thing of yogurt for the morning with oatmeal that I can microwave. And that's it. And I'm like, okay, these will just be my meals for the next two days just to keep me on track and healthy. And then I join any gym. Like I was in Columbus two (laughs) weeks ago. And oh my God, I have to tell you about Columbus. Yeah. I was in... I was in Columbus and I just joined this gym called Mesh Gym. You know, it's like I just do it. Like I'm gonna go to Denver soon. Which guys, please come to Denver. My God, I need to sell tickets. Um, Denver Comedy Works. You know what we should do? 29. We'll do when we do the intro. We'll plug some. Sh- we'll plug our shows. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, no, at the end we should do the outro. No. Okay. Let's do um, both. Yes, you're right. Yeah. We should do both. It's our people, podcast. I was watching because I'm trying to research everything I can about how people do videos for podcasts. So mm-hmm. I've been listening or I've been watching people's podcasts who do videos and they plug their shows like fucking beginning, middle, end. They're doing they're they're letting everybody know and cuz sometimes I feel weird doing it but then I'm like, "Oh yeah, if someone listens to your show, they probably want to come to the podcast if they're in your area." Right. How are they going to know? <laughs> you know. I I think like just getting back to what you're saying, it's like if you can have something besides, like, shows, because yeah. shows can be a hit and miss. Yep. Like, if you have a gym, like, me, mine is gym and drawing. If I'm drawing, right. I'm always happier. Like, I wasn't drawing for the past three weeks, and it was like, mm, I need to get back to drawing. So, like, I reorganized my apartment. I cleaned up. I'm like, you know, it's like certain things just, like, get you back on track. Were you not drawing because you were super busy, or why were you not drawing? Just, like, drawing for me, like, I just started drawing again, but, like, drawing for me is, like, hit and miss. Like, it it comes when it comes, and you want to draw, I want to get it out. If I don't feel like drawing and I try and draw, I can't draw. Hmm. It's weird. So I've been watching documentaries on how they make Disney movies, and that kind of inspired me. Oh, that's fun. Um, Can I please tell you about Columbus? Yeah, I want to hear about it. I did this show in Columbus, which was really fun. Because you used to always say you hated Ohio. Yeah. Oh, they know. I let yeah. them know. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it redeemed Ohio. Yeah, because I was going to say, Ohio is like a pretty, you know, it's a pretty solid... It like, was just, the, and the reason I say it is because me and Nicole Byer three years ago did this club. I won't say the name of it, but uh, I got called faggot three times in a day. My leather yes. jacket got ruined. We got booed by Trump supporters. Uh, I hurt my knee. Nicole, I mean, like, it was like endless... Right, endless. It's, you have you have a dif- you have a really when you have a really distinct, like when you have a really distinct experience in a place, it, it like that. That's how like you know prejudgments are formed. Like it's like if you like for a long time, I was like I don't know about San Francisco for a stand up, but what? I, oh because of that one time we had. I've had wonderful shows in San Francisco. Yeah, but I always, love San Francisco, I, and I love San Francisco too. But I'm like I don't know. They can be a little sensitive. Because, like, one time, but it was, like, a, 
The only I remember you get. I'll never forget you getting off stage and how mad you were. You know what it was? It was because, and I always put it on myself too, like how it goes. But I think it was in that instance. It was because we had had such an, a fun time podcasting where I was like, oh my god, this is the best. And then it was well like, to lay it out. We weird. did a back to back. Em and I did yeah. a live podcast, and then we had the next show come in, and we were doing um, uh, just stand up, splitting up the stand up between right. the two of us, and so. When we did that, the crowd was just sensitive. I'm sure they were fine, too. I truly don't know what it all... But for some reason, I was like, I hate San Francisco for comedy. Even though <laughs> you just... you just it's But it just is also sometimes it's like when you have an intense experience, you're like, I hate that place. So, of course, with all those things that happened in Ohio, you were like, I hate Ohio. But it was just you had a bad day that happened to be in Ohio. I mean, a really mm-hmm. bad day. Getting called faggot mm-hmm. three times in one day. If that happened yeah. to you in a Starbucks, you'd be like, I hate Starbucks. <laughs> It was on my way to Starbucks. Well, there you go. So, and I don't like I don't go to Starbucks anymore. Um, but so when you had I was a good in Ohio, time. well, because I was at a zoo, <clears> and I have a video, so we'll put this up on the Instagram page. So the, it, they, when I was in my green room, they were like, "We're gonna, we have like these exotic animals. Um, we can bring them into your green room if you want to hang out with them." Wait, 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 hold on, wait, <laughs> wait. You were at right. a zoo. I was performing at a fundraiser at a zoo. Okay. And okay. They okay, had, that like, makes more cer- sense. I, I thought you went right. to a zoo and then later you were at the show and then someone said they could bring you. Oh no! Oh no! And no. I was like, I don't think they're allowed to do that. Okay. <laughs> no, it was, it was as with zookeepers and everything. Got it. Okay. So they brought in a baby kangaroo. Wait, what are you talking about? And I got are you to serious? pet. Uh huh. And I got to pet the baby kangaroo. But then, and I didn't realize how much I loved this next animal. But they brought this animal in the room. My Koala. heart. Melted. No, a penguin. Oh. Just one penguin. Wait, who what? They was wild. Well, if Ohio yes. is the best goddamn place on earth now, I mean, I, Emma, like, how much I was, more fun can you possibly have? They I brought a know. penguin into your he green came, room. Yes, and he was like waddling around. I could pet his tummy. Like, wait, he, what? I know. I was in love with the. I like. I my heart wait, swelled. Wait, this is insane. I, I they, know. I got to hang I, out with a penguin. Wait, they could just bring it into... What, so the the show was in an outdoor show? They have certain animals that they can bring... That they bring around to other people, like at events and stuff, that are good with humans. And it was like the baby kangaroo, and the there's a sloth, and there's... You know, but the, they brought the penguin, and I did not want to stop hanging out with this penguin. I was wow. in love with this penguin. I couldn't get over this penguin. I was... T- I, like... I was in, I mean, giggling. I was laughing so hard. I was like, I don't want to go on stage. I just want to hang out with this fucking penguin. And then That's they gave crazy. me a private tour of the zoo. And I got to see elephants and rhinos and all that. But they brought me in this one room. And it was very say yes to the dress. Like, you're waiting in this room and then, like, something new comes out. And you kind of, like, what? So they brought all these animals out. They brought a vulture. They brought a this vulture? one. vulture? Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff. They brought out a fucking cheetah. A full-grown cheetah, and they're petting it. That I did not touch that fucking cheetah. Mm-mm. Was it? Did no. it? Was it in chains? No, it wasn't in chain. It had a leash, but it wasn't like chained down. Like wow, like it was like used to animals or people. And um, this is all in the green. This is like in how big was it? This was the room? next day. This was okay. the next day at the. So there was a green room where the penguin and I hung out, and then the next day I went to the actual zoo, and I got to like have a private tour and stuff. But um, that's so the, cool. I know, but I wouldn't touch that fucking cheetah. And then 
they are like, there goes, okay, we're gonna bring in the last animal, and oh, they God. open the door, and three Labradors walk came out, <sighs> and I was like, oh my God, like the pup, like dogs just make people so fucking happy. So I've been researching why that is too, because I'm like, what the fuck is going? Why do I? What? What is it? So I know part, we see dogs and lose our fucking minds. But I never used to, too. But but most people do. I never used to, and that's be, and I think it's because I just like wasn't open to it. But it's because dogs and humans do bond. They like they release a similar chemical for bonding when they look into each other's eyes. So, really? Yep. I was reading about it, and then also it's like a similar thing that happens with humans and babies. Like if. Because if you're doing something where the dog is like vulnerable and then you're like making eye contact, it releases it's 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 not oxy oxy some, something called ox, it's oxy something, and it is some chemical that makes you feel close to something. So it, it and humans and then the dog also feels close to you. So that's part of why dogs have like evolved with humans so much because they let themselves be close to humans, where some animals don't. Oh, yeah, look, you know, new research shows that when our canine pals stare into our eyes, they activate the same hormonal response that bonds us to human infants. The study, uh, the study, the first two, uh, the first to show this hormonal bonding effect between humans and another species may help explain how dogs became our companions thousands of years ago. Yep. Isn't that interesting? Does Mm -hmm. it say what the chemical is? Uh, I keep wanting to say Oxycontin, but I know it's not that. Oxycontin, isn't that what Rush Limbaugh was addicted to? It's lots um, of people. Let me see. It's an incredible finding. This is just blah blah blah. Here's the finding. Dogs are already renowned for their ability to interact with humans. It's not just walks and frisbee catching. Blah blah blah. Point to people. Dog. Because the dog will feel close to you too. Because I kept. I kept. Oh, oxy oxy. Oxy oxo oxytocin oxytocin. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. So the the dogs also have that. So then it's like it's like the close closeness going and but that is, there's something really beautiful about that because like they can't understand what we're saying all they but know, actually dogs can uh, understand up to like 300 some words. words i think bowie can only understand like five let me see no dogs can understand a lot how how many yeah. words how what are you gonna guess well see i've heard that and ashley said a few times she's like look like bowie is not the sharpest dog and I, was, and I was like, that's not true. And she was like, no, he's just not as smart as this other dog as hers. And I was like, that's not true. That, there's, that's impossible. Like, what are you talking about? And oh, then uh, I met her other dog, and I was like, oh, I see what you're saying. According to psychologist Stanley Corin, the average dog can learn 165 words, and a dog in the top 20% of dog intelligence can learn 250 words. Well, I love Bowie with all my heart. I, I think he's not on that end of the spectrum. <laughs> Which is probably why him and I get along so well. But because I know he understands treat and outside. And maybe, or maybe he's a fucking genius and he just pretends he doesn't understand the other words because it's not something he wants. But he's he, just a lazy dog. And he, yeah, and he also, like, if you pretend to throw something, 100% of the time he thinks you threw it. Whereas most dogs, after two or three times, they're like, oh, you're not really, you're, you're. Right, you're tricking me, you fucking idiot. I trusted you, you asshole. Yeah, he doesn't do that. You could literally sit and make a throwing motion for like 10 hours and he would be like, what, where'd it go? What, where'd it go? What, where'd it go? Over and over again. So he, you know. I just want to get like a a comfortable enough in my life that I can have a dog. I know. I know. I want a pit bull to spoon with every night. I I want a pit bull too. I saw one yesterday, but you know what? Someone said if you get a pit bull, it makes your insurance go up. Well, hopefully I'm rich one day. Oh, right. Right. 
True. That's a good point. I mean, I am really banking on getting rich, and I have no idea. <laughs> Mateo, that's I been am... my financial plan for years. Right. Literally. <laughs> oh, and now I'm like, now I'm like, like even tired of hearing myself say it because my dad was like, "Do you have an R O one K? I don't even know." Yeah, what. and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't sit in a fucking office all day. I don't have a four hundred one K. I yeah. don't have a retirement plan. This is the plan. Yeah, my dad was like, "Do something Roth." I was like, "Who's that?" So, and I remember when I worked in offices, them talking about that. But so when he asked, and I was like, I forget how it came up. He was like, "Well, he was like, oh, do you have something with retirement?" And I was like, "No, like I'm still planning on making it in show business." But like even oh. me is like sounding like as I, I'm like, "No, I'm." I was like, "No, I." The plan is. I still know, plan on winning that Oscar. Just let yeah, me exactly. do it. Did We're in watch, our thirties. Did you watch the Oscars? I did. I watched it at the cellar. I was happy that Renee Zellweger won for Judy. Oh, did she? I didn't even know that. So I watched that movie. I loved it. Well, she was amazing. She was I amazing. mean, the movie is average, but she was amazing. She was fantastic. Yeah. I liked the movie. I thought it was good. It was sad. Well, yeah, Judy Garland was sad. I mean, right. That's her whole. That's the whole, whole mo. Is like I'm really sad. Right. Which, when you watch someone manipulate a kid like that, like with the Adderall and the food, like that's sad. I know it. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. So right when Mateo and I started recording, I spilt um, espresso coffee all over Ashley's white linen placemats. But I have a problem. Go ahead. So there's been a while where I've said, why do we have white placemats? Because... Oh, God. She's going to think you did it on purpose. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of that, actually. But, like, because there's been times where she'll be like, no, don't eat on that placemat. You're going to get it dirty. So then... We'd take another. I love placemat. Italians. Well, so is this an Italian thing? Because this is this. These placemats are for show, so I'm not. Yes, to eat is them. that an Italian thing? Of course. Yeah, but everything in an Italian sakes. home is for show. But it's it's a white placemat. So I sat down and I wasn't going to eat, but I was drinking espresso. So I sit down and I spill, you know, pitch black espresso all over the crisp white. We're not supposed oh, to touch it. No, Emma. I know, but why do we have a white one? Like, uh, I, I was like, why do we have this? And also the table is this like marble table and you're not supposed to get stuff on that because it stains it. And I was like, that's what tables are for. You oh know? God, no, Emma, not, with Italians. No, no. My mom, remember my mom just explained this the other day? I know, but for God damn it. I shouldn't be, I'm like a bull in a china shop. Like I can't be. A bull in a china I shop. Yeah, you can't, you can't come to my nana's house. Or if I do, I guess it's like. You yeah, come I, in dressed up like one of those, like, you have a surgical mask, like, you have, like, your body cut, like, a hazmat suit. Exactly. Like, something would need to, because I'm like, oh. and now Speaking of which, mm. I, I was sick last week, so you can kind of hear it in my nose still, but... Did you it, have the thing that everyone had, that, like, really bad flu? Uh, the coronavirus? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that. There was some flu going around New York. No, I, of course, well, I'm watching news, right? And I every, you didn't you know, have the coronavirus. Because well, everyone's like, the coronavirus, there's 40,000 cases of the coronavirus. And so I got sick last week and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I have the no. coronavirus. And I went to my doctor and they're like, you don't have coronavirus. Have you visited China in the past two weeks? I was like, no, no. but I went to Atlanta. Right, yeah, and they're yes. like, well, that's not China. They're right. like, you don't even have the flu. You have an upper respiratory infection. You Get out of our toe. office. Right. I know. I just really so I'm still like kind of getting over it. How was Atlanta? So much fun! I had Good. the best time, Good. and uh, I was. T- you know, <clears throat> here's the thing: when you come see a comic at a show, please pay attention. Yeah. 
You know, I'm happy that people came and they wanted to see me, but there was, like, a group of guys that came and they were very handsome and sweet, but, like, they thought it was a party. I mean, they're just laughing and drinking with each other, and I'm, like, talking to each other. I'm like, this is a show. We're so not I've in your living room. Too, this actually. isn't about you. And it's interesting when that happens if they come to see you. Because the time where I've had that where it's actually been the worst has actually been... There's been times where someone's, like, come out... They'll, like, they'll send me a message, like, I'm coming to see you. And then I'll kind of recognize them because... And I'll see them, and that's, like... Like, I remember there was just one show where this guy had kept messaging me, I'm going to see you, I'm going to see you. And then they showed up, and they were, like, fuck. And his friends were, like, wasted. And one of them, like, kept, like, yelling at me. And I was kind of, like, keeping it good-natured because I recognized him. And he was really cute and, like, waving at me, like, while his friends, like, yelling, like, and then what happened? So, but I was, like, what is... And I wonder what that is. Like, it's like, because those guys, it was probably, like, gay guys that came to see you. Yeah, I mean, and 99% of the audiences were amazing, and I can't thank people enough for coming out. But like, And it's so amazing that so many gay men come out. I mean, I know that that's, like, a real, because I opened that's up That's my for favorite Mateo. part. Yeah, I opened up for Mateo at, um, at... The cellar? Uh, yeah, and it was, it's just, it's so cool to see that many, it, it, it's just cool. And I actually got a text from this guy, um that I knew, I knew him from, like, a group therapy thing, and I hadn't talked to him in forever, and he's a gay guy, and he, it's, it felt like every gay guy in New York City was there, is what it felt like, because the next day I got this text <laughs> from this guy, who I haven't talked to in forever, and then he was like, oh, I saw you last night at Mateo's thing, and I was like, wow, I think, like, every, you know, gay man in his 20s through 40s was, was there, and it's just, it, it's fun, and it's, like, it's fun to see, because that's not the average comedy show audience, so then it's, like, it's just a. It's just fun. It is fun. By the way, how fucking funny was Bob the Drag Queen? Bob the Drag Queen was hilarious. I didn't know his stand up comedy was was awesome. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, he's I kind of like some of the best stand up comedy I've seen. Yeah, it was great. He was really, he was really, and when he was on, I went, he's ready for a special. And then your friend Nick was like, oh, he just shot one. Mm-hmm. He's shopping it around, so. Yeah, he just shot a special at Caroline's, which I got to open for him there, and it was unbelievable. Who He's just so talented. Is it? Oh, my God. Gays. Thousands. Gays? Thousands of gays. The people that come to my shows the most are straight women and then, a, and then gay men and then lesbians. And then lesbians. I get a lot of lesbians at my show, which make me so happy. Yeah, it's, it's so... F- I mean, anyone that wants to come out is like, it's great, but it, it's, it's just... It's just interesting who you resonate with. and. Well, I had two audience members who obviously didn't research who I was. Uh And when I was in Atlanta, like, I have a bit where I make fun of Jesus. And so it's like 100 gay men clapping and cheering. And then these two just got up and stormed out. And then I was like, oh, Were they straight men or women or? To a straight couple. And I said, oh, I'm like, you guys obviously didn't like my Jesus jokes. And he looked at me in front of everyone and gave me a thumbs down and said, (gasps) you fucking suck. And I was like, well, you should have done your research. You wasted your money. Bye-bye. Wow. Also, it's like, mm-hmm. write it on a comment card. Um, you know? I mean, it, it doesn't, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. It's like, to me, I laugh because I'm like... the rest of the show. But I'm like, you did not do your research. They, like, it's, you just... It's, but it's like, if someone was at a restaurant and they... I mean, obviously, if you got a piece of glass in your foods, so you're like, oh, God, you're all in danger. But if, you're, if I'm in a restaurant and I don't like something... I wouldn't stand up and go, you, this fucking sucks. Like, you like, or like, there's a gym that I sign up for a trial thing and they keep on trying to bill me. So mm-hmm. after I called them, I made a complaint and then I wrote on their social media, but I still wouldn't go in and be like to their, I mean, I might now, but I wouldn't be like, you, it's just like, 
they're they're interrupting the show for everybody else, which is, I think it's rude. I know. I want to do like a sketch where it's like you see someone like heckling a comedian, screaming and yelling like, "Not funny! I don't like this! You're you you're going to get canceled!" Da, da, da. And then it's, you realize they're just yelling at a painting. Yeah, like, it's the same thing, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're yelling at like, I'm not just making this up on the spot. Like, this is just my perspective on life. And if you don't like it, you know, yelling's not going to change it. I'm obviously set in my ways. Right. It. Yeah. I I mean, there's Jamie Kennedy did a show, a movie called Heckler, where he goes and like talks to hecklers too. I need to rewatch that because when I watched it, it was before I ever did comedy. So I'd be curious what. I'd be curious to see what that's like, too. It's called yeah, Jamie to, Kennedy Hecklers. Yeah, it's just called Heckler by Jamie Kennedy. Um, we should... I have to get going. We should... Let's let's plug our shows, and then we'll do our intro and plug them again. Oh, sure. All right. Let me see. Uh, okay. I am going to be... Um, I will be in Denver, February 27th to the 29th at Denver Comedy Works. If you can't come, tell your friends. Please come. I will be in Phoenix, Arizona, March 5th to the 8th. And then Chicago, Illinois, March 20th to the 21st. Where are you going to be in Chicago? The Lincoln Lodge. And then I'm coming to Burlington, Vermont, March 26th to the 28th. I love Burlington, Vermont. I'll tell, I have some friends that live there, I'll tell them to go. I'm, this weekend, so this is coming up right now, on the 14th and 15th, I'll be at the Helium in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then the 16th on Sunday, I'll be at the Helium in St. Louis. So 14th, 15th, and 16th Helium in Indianapolis, Indiana, and then St. Louis. Uh, and then I've got some other dates coming up, but they're not until uh, – and, and they're not – it doesn't, doesn't start kicking up until April. But I do have a bunch of – my road shows got kicked up again, so I'm, ha- I'm really happy about That's that. That's good, Emma. Yeah, I'm That's happy good. Because That's it's, really good. Yeah, like I was like, whew, thank God. So we should I'm talk about, about doing. That. We should talk about co-headlining some places together. Yeah, I'd love to. I, would I mean, it'd be. To. I think it'd be really fun for everybody. Totally. And then when you co-headline it, then you can also do like a. You can do a live. You know, you can do like a live podcast that Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? You do shows like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon do a podcast. Yeah, we should do that. I'm down. I'm down. All right. Well, All right, thank uh, this you guys so much episode. as always. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.